In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger. We greet our brothers and sisters here at Mas Miriam and all of you who are tuned in all around the world in the greeting words of peace. We say it in our original tongue of Arabic, the language of our ancestors. Assalamu alaikum. And that means peace be unto you. Welcome to the National Center of the Nation of Islam, Mas Miriam. We thank each and every person from all around the world for logging on this morning. We are delighted and thankful to Allah for your time and your attention. It is our honor and our privilege to share with you the life-giving teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad as taught and demonstrated by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Before we get into it this morning, we would like to ask for your support. As always, you will have the opportunity before and during and after the program to support financially. And of course, we encourage you to do so at noi.org forward slash donate. But to start our program this morning, we would be honored if everyone under the sound of my voice could take out your cell phones, your laptops, or your tablets. And if you could just click the share button on your screen, or if you're on a laptop, copy and paste the link to the webcast and text it to five to 10 people, whether that's your family, whether that's your friends or your coworkers, Today, student minister Ishmael Muhammad will engage us in a very powerful and timely discussion. And as a people, we will have some critical decisions to make. So the more of our people that are tuned in this morning, the better. And we thank you in advance for helping to spread this message of truth. Let's get into it. Our teacher, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, wrote a book called Message to the Black Man. And in this book, Message to the Black Man, he said, quote, the unity of 22 million so-called Negroes up from slavery is the answer to our salvation. Brothers and sisters, we are living in strange times. Job insecurity, food insecurity. They are now reporting that there are logistical gridlocks on the West Coast where large amounts of shipments throughout the country take place. And this factory or this facility is only, only operating at a percentage of its capacity. So food, clothing, essential items, they're all backlogged as demand in America continues to increase. We are also experiencing destructive weather patterns, the destruction of property, the, the weather patterns taking lives and the ravaging of thousands of acres of land. We also have political chaos, economic chaos. With all that is going on, it can leave a person in a state of confusion and uncertainty. So the question we pose to you this morning is, what should you do? What should we do? And the answer, we repeat the guidance of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the unity of 22 million so-called Negroes up from slavery is the answer to our salvation. And in the midst of all of this madness, brothers and sisters, they are now forcing and mandating a dangerous and deadly shot on the American people and the people all over the world. But because some are afraid, and some don't want to lose their jobs or they feel like they can't go back to college or attend high school without it, due to our fear, we are willing to accept any and everything, no matter how risky or how bad it may be. But unity is the answer. And in unity, we will have an even greater ability to stand up for what we believe in and stand strong. So I wanna strengthen us this morning with words from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan that he delivered this past Savior's Day at the COVID-19 plenary session. And he was talking about what we should do when they try to force this vial of death on us. 
the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, quote, I am inviting you to life. I represent Christ. He came that we may have life and have it more abundantly, not death. Death is in the food you eat. Death is in the drinks you drink. Death is in the water poisoned by your enemy. Lead in the water, fluoride in the toothpaste. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, eat. Since you made such a plate for us all these years, now eat and love the dinner of death that you have made for the poor and the ignorant. Do you think that we care when you tell us we won't be able to fly unless we have proof we have taken the vaccine? We will close down all your airlines. You're suffering now. Wait till you mandate that we have to take the vaccine in order to fly your planes. Wait, we can't go to school? We weren't learning anything anyway. This will force us to make our own schools. Don't let the enemy frighten you with what they have the power to keep you from. If they do this, they are keeping us from them. Now they are becoming the great architects of separation or death. We need to get away from them. You are our natural enemy. So separation from our enemies, brothers and sisters, and unity amongst ourselves, this has to be the order of business moving for forward. That is the solution, and that is our salvation. And in just a moment, Minister Ishmael Muhammad will take us further into this topic. But before we receive him, please receive our next speaker this morning, Brother Tariq Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger. I greet you all with the greeting words of peace in paradise. We say them in the Arabic language of assalamu alaikum. First and foremost, I must thank Allah and his, uh, for Allah for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and his student national assistant, Student Minister Ishmael Muhammad, for allowing us this great honor and great pr privilege to share with you from the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, under the guidance of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, that the world is gradually beginning to bear witness to. It is a tremendous blessing and honor to be involved in this truth of what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us because it disabuses the human family from what Satan has taught us and has reared us in, which was a world that was based on lies. And as student minister Daniel Muhammad just stated in regards to the ultimatum of separation of death, we wanted to lift words also from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, from that divine message that he gave July 4th, 2020, titled The Criterion, a message that was pure truth, a message that every single human being on the earth can relate to and benefit from because everybody that is on this planet is suffering from dissatisfaction. So the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said in that beautiful message, the criterion, he said, quote, the dissatisfaction of our earth today is 100%. He said, everywhere you walk, everywhere you look, the people are dissatisfied. When you have 100% dissatisfaction, then there must be 100% change. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan goes on, he said that there's a burden that the earth is carrying. The earth must be relieved of 
he asks, what is that burden? Everything that is on the earth comes out from the earth. So the earth is not burdened by what comes out of it. The burden is, or that the, the, there's a burden that the earth is carrying that the earth must be relieved of. He said the earth is burdened by the wicked living on a planet that was made for the righteous. The burden is now being shaken. He says that the burden feels something coming because they're now being overthrown. He said you can't live in a world made by God on the basis of truth, living your life on the basis of a lie. End quote. The Holy Quran said that Allah created the heavens and the earth with truth. So brothers and sisters and those of you who are watching, it is absolutely mandatory that we be introduced to the truth today. It is absolutely mandatory because it is just as important to know the truth, to be introduced to the truth, and to accept the truth and act on the basis of the truth because we are living at the end of Satan's world. What a wonderful event to be taking place because the scripture says that God's coming is after the workings of Satan. Satan's time is up. His work is finished. His world is through. And just like the light or the truth dispels falsehood, God's presence in the world today is destroying Satan's world. So I thank Allah and his Christ for giving to us their servant, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, for with their help, he is going to safely get us across the shore into a brand new horizon on a brand new shore. So I'm so excited to hear from our student minister, Ishmael Muhammad, on the subject today, Does America Have a Future? So please help me introduce the one who will present him, Student Minister Jeffrey Muhammad, with a round of applause. Assalamu alaikum. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah. And I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger. I greet you all in the greeting words of peace, of Assalamu alaikum. As Brother Daniel and Brother Tariq stated of the divine and prophetic words of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, as he is guided by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, where they give us hope in these dark days of chaos. The minister's direction in terms of this pestilence of God can steer us through these dark doors if we just listen. He is backed by the Most High God, whom we in Islam call him Allah. In Second Peter, first chapter, it says, above all, you must understand that no prophecy of scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. For prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad writes in Fall of America, the coming of Allah and the judgment of the wicked world is made clear by the prophetic sayings of the prophets. If we think that there is a God of mercy, and there is one, should we not think that he will sympathize with the poor black slave to receive justice from his master? He further writes, 
prophets of God can only deliver the truth to the people, but to make them to believe, see, and understand it, accept it or reject it, this must come from God. We must know the truth. This is the only way to be brought into the light of truth as we as a people, we as a world, we are spiritually blind, spiritually deaf, and spiritually dumb to the knowledge of ourselves, the knowledge of God, and the knowledge of our enemies. And the only one who can remove these impediments is God himself. Yarmul Elijah Muhammad further writes, so today we must be resurrected and made to know and understand the fate of anyone who will follow or be deceived by the arch deceivers as God has done for those before us. The strongest and most powerful weapon the arch deceivers have at their disposal is to deceive the world of righteousness. They do not stop at the common ignorant person. They try to manipulate the masses by saying things are better. So when you read in the newspapers and on TV, more jobs, better health, less crime, better education. These are all deceptions to try to hide from us a world, as the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan told us, is unraveling. They're trying to lie to say things will get better, things are better. But things are not better and they will not get better until justice comes for the black man in America. They also reach for our scholars and scientists who should also be aware of their trickery and deceit. Yarm Elijah Muhammad writes, we cannot fall for the usual chicanery of belief before proof. We have accepted their word before and we have always as a people come up with the worst outcomes. We are in a world that is passing out of existence, but this world is putting up a fight. Be aware, brothers and sisters, to try to oppose the success of Allah's truth only hastens the doom of falsehood and its teachers. We are living in the day of the fulfillment of the scripture of the coming of God and his choosing of his people. We believe that the prophecy given to Abraham in Genesis 15 where he says, and say unto Abraham, know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs and shall serve them and shall afflict them for 400 years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge and afterwards shall they come out with great substance. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad writes, Allah in the person of Master Far Muhammad to whom praises are due forever, he has the power. He is using his power on the wicked to bring them to their knees. Allah is the greatest and there is no equal to him. Allah can take us by our own way of thinking and spin us as though we are a play toy. We cannot fight a successful fight against him. He is too powerful. He listens in on our thinking and he is capable of making us to think and to do that which he desires to be done. Brothers and sisters, we are in need of that kind of power. Each day of our life, we are battling forces 
that we are strong enough, we are not strong enough to fight ourselves. Each and every day we are dealing with the powerful, with a power that's more powerful than our hands can handle. So we have been blessed and we as a people are blessed people. We should be humble each and every day because for the eons of time, each of us have been born at the right time. At a time when people for millions of years have searched for God. But in this time, God has searched for us. God has made himself present and has given to us divine guidance that we, living right now, might find salvation. So each and every day, no matter how hard it is, no matter how bad it is, we know that Allah is present. And if we keep our eyes and keep our ears and walk in the footsteps of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, we can safely get through to the other side. Brothers and sisters, helping us to strengthen our faith, to strengthen our resolve, helping us to anchor ourselves into a belief stronger and stronger in Allah, helping us to serve not only ourselves, but our brothers and our sisters, that we can form one strong divine link that we as a people can form our own nation and begin to do what all other civilized people do. Brothers and sisters, please help me as I bring to this podium the student national assistant minister to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, student minister Ishmael Muhammad. Thank you. Praise be to Allah. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, the all-wise, true, and living God, the Lord of all the worlds. We thank Allah for his mercy. We thank him for the gift of life. We thank him for our mothers and our fathers. We thank him for his prophets and the scriptures which they brought. We thank him for Moses and the Torah. We thank him for Jesus and the Injil or gospel. We thank him for Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and the Holy Quran. There is a great fundamental principle of faith found in the second chapter of the Holy Quran. And this fundamental principle of faith that is laid down in the opening verses of chapter two inform the believer that the believer believes in that which has been revealed to thee and that which was revealed before thee and of the hereafter they are sure. These are on a right course from their Lord 
These it is that are successful. The believing followers of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad make no distinction between any of Allah's servants, the prophets. But we have received a revelation from Allah through the Honorable Elijah Muhammad that verifies that which was revealed before us. We believe that Almighty God Allah intervened in our affairs in the person of Master Fard Muhammad and raised from black people in America his messenger Messiah, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, and has given to us from himself this man who is among us as a divine leader, teacher, guide, and warner, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. It is in their names that we greet all of you once again with the greeting words of peace. Assalamu alaikum. to the students in the ministry that shared words on our program this morning. Thank you very, very much for lifting the revealed word of Allah in a time where the people need more than anything else divine guidance more than anything else. We need the source of strength and comfort for our lives. But the greatest of all of God's gifts, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has said to us, is divine guidance. With the prevailing conditions in the country, the prevailing conditions in the world, we raise for our consideration the question, does America have a future? Brothers and sisters, whenever God sends a prophet into the world to bring both guidance and warning, it means something is wrong. The prophets and messengers we read in both the Bible and Holy Quran didn't appear because things were right. They came because things were terribly wrong. The Holy Quran tells us that Allah has raised in every nation a messenger to give guidance and warning 
but the wicked and proud were always in opposition to the messenger of God and purposed to destroy the messenger. But that messenger of God represents his mercy and his grace to that nation. America asks for God to bless her. Well, what greater blessing could be given by God to a nation that is troubled, a nation that is divided, a nation that is confused, than to be given a messenger from God. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan represent God's grace and mercy to America, to black people, and to the whole of humanity. These two men from Allah have offered America guidance and has warned America of the path that she has taken. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan have pointed out America's evils and that the only way that America can have a future is that she must repent of her evils. No nation that God sent a prophet or messenger were accepted. Every one of them was rejected, and because they were rejected, those nations were utterly destroyed and never came back as a world power. Ancient Babylon and Egypt, Rome, they all flourished. They were wealthy and powerful but were destroyed and never regained their former glory. What does America have in common with these ancient nations? These nations in history were slave empires. Their rulers were proud and arrogant, and they refused to give justice to the slaves and the poor. They were wealthy, they had a strong military, they were scientifically advanced over other nations, but none of that saved them in the end. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan wrote in his monumental book, A Torchlight for America, that America was on her deathbed. And when someone, brothers and sisters, is on their deathbed, it means their vital signs are in serious decline and death is approaching. 
Gradually, the organs shut down and soon the person expires. The doctors tried everything to save the patient, but at a certain point, they can do no more. Death, then, is not so much an event as it is a process. And like a person who has been diagnosed with a life-limiting illness that is progressing in spite of curative treatments, America was diagnosed with an illness and her fate was foretold by God through the prophets long before her inception. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in his monumental book, Torchlight for America, said, quote, America is clearly suffering and from my vantage point, America lies on her deathbed in dire need of guidance and a new direction. And if you examine her vital signs, you will have to agree that they show America is steadily on the decline. The root of her suffering is basic immorality and vanity, where greed, lust, and an inordinate self-interest have become the way of life. The minister went on to write that when the desire of the realization of self-interest becomes excessive, the first casualty in this struggle is truth. The leaders in the society in their struggle to achieve inordinate self-interest engage in hiding the light from the American people. As we speak, America is trying to put a good face on herself. She's desperately trying, but America is in deep, deep trouble. President Biden this week spoke at the CNN town hall meeting, and earlier in the week in his hometown of Scranton, Pennsylvania, selling his Build America Better plan to the American people, a multi-trillion dollar economic package on top of the trillions that America has already borrowed against her unrecoverable debt. The president claims that his economic plan will be fully paid for. And President Biden in his talk said that this moment is a time when the United States must decide between competitiveness versus complacency and a time of expanding opportunity. But America must decide on what to do in regards to justice where black people are concerned. The most important decision facing America is 
will you obey God? The most important decision for America and her future is will you, America, do the will of God? The president spoke on putting the country in a better position to function and to compete in the 21st century. He talked about the creation of jobs and rebuilding the eroded infrastructure of the country's roads, its highways, bridges, railroads, and power grid. He talked about early childhood education provisions and two years of preschool for every American child and post-high school provisions care for the elders, free education for three and four-year-olds, and not taxing the middle class. All of this sounds good. All of it sounds right and speaks to the neglect of the government to do these things for its citizens. But the question we must ask ourselves is, does this ensure America of a future? And what must America do to get herself from up under the divine judgment of Allah? It can be answered in one word, justice. In our hearing of the rebroadcast last week of the minister's marvelous message on the occasion of the 20th anniversary of the Million Man March, Justice for Else. The minister said in that speech that justice for the oppressed is not the same for the oppressor. The God of justice, he said, is on scene today to give justice to both the oppressed and the oppressor the slave and the slave master's children. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us, brothers and sisters, that justice is the greatest principle of fair dealing. So America has to take a hard look in the mirror and see about righting the wrong and the evil she has done to the Native American people of the land and the black man of America. We're in a time now, the book of Revelations in the 11th chapter, the 18th verse says, the nations were angry and thy wrath is come and the time of the dead that they should be judged and that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said to us that we are living in the day of judgment. And that is what is producing the anger of the nations 
and the wrath of God. That this is the time that those who have been deprived of justice must receive justice for it is only our acting on the principle of justice that we will ease the anger of the nations and take away the wrath of God. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, there can be no justice without truth, and there can be no peace in the world without justice. President Biden, in his talk, talked about the severe weather. Look at what the president said. He said, quote, folks, we're in a situation now where you see what's happening. I've flown all over this country since becoming president. And you realize more of our land has been burned to the ground. Burned to the ground in the West and the Northwest than the entire state of New Jersey. Every single square mile in New Jersey, more has been burned down this year in the West because of climate change and because of electric utilities failing and wires falling. He suggests we can put these wires underground and we can increase exponentially the service, he said, and nationally, extreme weather and other conditions has cost the government $99 billion last year alone. He said, I flew all over this territory in a helicopter in Marine One. And he said, it's not a joke. Reservoirs are down 60 to 80 feet. And there's concern about the Colorado River, whether or not we're going to be able to keep things moving. Then he comes back, it's not a joke. It's real. Fulfilling the scriptures wherein it says, men's hearts failing them for fear of what they see coming. The president said, this is serious stuff. And so it's not going to ease up on its own. You're right, Mr. President. It's not going to ease up. Even if you strengthen the levees and strengthen the power grids and make them more durable to withstand ever increasing ferocity and intensity of extreme weather. He talked about building the roads, but he said, you can't build the roads like they used to be built. You have to build it back you can't build it the same way as it was built before. He says you literally have to build the roads higher. Mm. And then he said again, this is not a joke because the weather has changed. Why has it changed?
He said, if we don't do something before we reach 1.5 degrees Celsius, we're in trouble. Well, what does America have to do to abate the extreme weather? Right now, there's a weather system on the West Coast from the Northwest, another weather system moving up from the Gulf. They said that it's going to pour more than 10 inches of rain in the Northwest, and as it moves eastward, dumping three feet of snow, they forecast that it will be a record storm in the month of October. What are we saying? We are reminding us of what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said America would face. You can call it climate change all you want. But this is not climate change produced by just toxins going up into the atmosphere. What we are witnessing are the plagues and the judgments and the calamities of God on a nation for her evils. You can take it or leave it. So when the president talks about rebuilding the infrastructure, infra means below. So the infrastructure is the underlying structure of a, of a country and its economy. But at the root of America's suffering is an inordinate self-interest, its greed, its vanity. And America is rotting from the inside from a moral decay. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said to us that divine plagues and foreign wars are now destroying the American standards of life and money. He said in Fall of America that her deceitful, filthy temptations now being displayed before the once slaves in the world are designed to make the one slave an enemy of his God and of his own salvation and are designed to make them take part with them against the aim and purpose of Allah which is to set the black man in heaven while he lives. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that there's a prophecy relating to America that's mentioned in Isaiah, the 47th chapter, as a virgin daughter of ancient Babylon. As we all know, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, America is the last, the greatest, and the richest remaining power of the white nations. But now she is falling, and the prophet Isaiah says, come and sit down in the dust. Humble yourself, for you are no more called 
delicate. As a nation, America was blessed with wealth, wisdom, science, technology, and abundance. The minister said America is also blessed with the awesome power to destroy nations of people. But in order for you and America to receive the greatest of Allah's blessings, which is the longevity and perpetuity that former great nations and empires have not enjoyed, you must rule according to the will and the way of Allah God. History shows us brothers and sisters, that it is only justice that gives a nation perpetuity. If America wants a delay in the judgment of God, she must repent for the evils done to the native people of this land and to blacks who she took captive in bondage and made slaves. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad in Fall of America on page 152 wrote, quote, long before America ever thought that she should repent of her evils done to her slaves or reject repentance, God hath set the snare to catch her. America is now in the same snare that God set for ancient Babylon. Will America repent, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad asked, that she should be healed, or will she ignore it? Is there no balm in Gideon? Is there no physician there? The healing for America's woes, her troubles, her problems, is right in her midst. But America refuses to heed to the guidance and the warning of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad through the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, even to this late date, America does not want to repent of her evil done to her black slaves. He said, I have given her a right chance, but she does not want to do justice by her free slaves to get an extension of time from Allah. She should free the slaves indeed. You see, America was built and made powerful. The most powerful nation in the last 6,000 years, but she built her nation on the backs of the sweat and the blood and the tears of black people. America is wealthy today because of 310 years of chattel slavery and over a hundred years of, of John Crow, we made America great. So, Jim Crow, pardon me. So the prophet Habakkuk said, woe to him that buildeth a town with blood and established a city by iniquity. 
America was founded and built with blood and established by iniquity. She killed the aboriginal inhabitants, the Indians, to establish herself as an independent people at the great loss of lives of the original owners. Her great progress has been made by the work of iniquity. She has robbed many people all around the world. She goes into other nations. She takes their resources. And she, in robbing many people and the blood of her slaves, has stained the earth, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, here and elsewhere, slain by her hand. She is full of blood from murdered people. How then can America have a future if she does not repent and amend for her evils? We are a broken people in need of repair a wounded people in need of a healing, an ignorant people in need of self-knowledge, a people who can no longer continue to function and exist under the present conditions and construct. And the desperation of the masses grow increasingly by the hour. They don't have a healing for us. They cannot repair what they broke. The only repair, restoration, redemption, and healing is from God who came in the person of Master Far Muhammad through the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. We have to, my dear brothers and sisters, chart out for ourselves a, a new path, a new road. And it's a road that God has already offered us for 90 years through the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, through the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. It's the road not yet taken, but it is the road that will make all the difference in the world. We can never get social, political, and economic justice under this construct of white supremacy. You're wasting time. You're wasting energy. They were not made, according to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, to give justice. Therefore, they can't give what is not in their nature to give to us. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad again wrote in Fall of America, there is no justice for the poor, for the black man of America, as long as they are subjects under the American flag. He said, a great attempt is now being made on the poor, lost found so-called Negroes to deceive them by making false friendship in the passage of the civil rights bills and forcing themselves to accept the lost found so-called Negroes as we were called at that time into their social equality. This 
the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, is only a trap for us. I'm going to say that again. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad warned us of the enemy's false friendship and that it is only a trap for us. He said, quote, to accept it will make us enemies of God and our black people of Africa and Asia who are our true friends, that it would be totally ignorant on our part to be swept away to our doom by accepting these malastrome promises of social equality temptations. Our ignorant masses cannot be trusted under the charms, temptation of the unalike white man. But in the end, he said, you will regret your actions. Here we are, more than 50 years up from the Civil Rights Bill, the Public Accommodations Act. What has that given to us? in the way of justice. America shows false friendship to her ex-slaves. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that it's a hypocritical trick designed to make us think that our 400-year-old enemy has all of a sudden become our friend. The enemy has not changed in 40 years. He hasn't changed in a hundred years. He hasn't changed in 400 years. He's a deceiver. And he's casting a great deception on our people because he knows this is the time of God's deliverance of us. So he's doing everything in his power to keep us regulated to his way of rule. As it was with the passage of the Civil Rights Bill in the 60s, you notice the enemy always finds a way to appease us. So right now, he's making you think that he's not the same as he was and wants to give to blacks greater inclusion and to accept us in their social construct. So we see more and more opportunities being afforded to us. And have you noticed in the TV ads and commercials, you see more of you? Have you noticed that? All the commercials have that spot in it. I mean, have one of us in it. All of this is designed to make you think that you are now accepted in their social equality. But we got to ask ourselves, how can you and I hope to have a future with them if they don't have a future for themselves. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, if America wants to offer us a better side of her, 
Why not offer something of permanent good, such as a portion of the country, a few states, for our ever-increasing population? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, will the white man fool himself? in continuously making promises to us that he knows he cannot fulfill. He has his own problems of unemployment with ever increasing unemployed of his own kind fleeing from Asia and Africa plus the loss of foreign trade. Can we hope for him to care for us and our children forever? No. We need a place of this earth that we can call our own and go to work and produce our own needs. And this will provide us, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, with employment for our unemployed. Then he closes with these words, let no man deceive you. We are face to face with a change of worlds. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said to us in that same book, Babylon could have been saved, but she was not. America seems to be the answer, brothers and sisters, to many of the Bible and Holy Quran's prophecies. It is mentioned in Jeremiah, the 51st chapter, the ninth verse, that ancient Babylon could have been healed, but was not. For her wickedness was such that she was neither healed nor forgiven. The charges against ancient Babylon, according to her history, was that she persecuted and imprisoned the Jews. She brought them into captivity from Jerusalem after the taking of Jerusalem by Nebuchadnezzar, the king. But King Nebuchadnezzar was also punished for his part in the enslavement, according to the ancient history of Babylon. And during the reign of King Nebuchadnezzar, he had among the Jews one whom he held in captivity. Daniel, a prophet of Israel. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad notes that the king did not love Daniel and he did not love his prophethood. But nevertheless, he was able to get Allah's prophecy of the destruction of Babylon from Daniel. So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, but remember, he still held Daniel as a slave and a prisoner with the other common Jews. And after the death of King Nebuchadnezzar under the King Belshazzar, Daniel was still alive and was used for the revealing of God's aims and purposes against Babylon. How many rulers have ruled America in the 90 years since Master Fahd Muhammad made himself known in 1930? How many rulers have been warned? I didn't get a chance to count 
how many presidents, but you could get that for me. But notice the Honorable Elijah Muhammad says Daniel was still alive. And God was still using Daniel to speak to the king, the new ruler that was on scene, to give to the new uh, ruler warning. There was a dream that disturbed the king. And in that dream, he saw a handwriting on the wall. And it disturbed him. And there was no one in his cabinet that could interpret the dream. And what was written on the wall were these words, Minne, Minne, Tikin, Tassin. Translated in English, your kingdom has been weighed in the balance and found wanting. God has numbered the days of your kingdom and brought it to an end. Fasten, your kingdom is divided. So the country of which America represents the modern Babylon, the mystery Babylon that's in the book of revelations. Look at the country, brothers and sisters. It's divided. The minister said gross vanity, greed, lust, and an inordinate self-interest have divided the country along the lines of class, race, and sex. We live in one country with two realities, separate and unequal. One rich, one poor, one white, one black, one predator, one prey, one skilled, one non-skilled, one slave, and one slave master. Classism, racism, and sexism are used to keep the people divided. And these three evils the minister warned in 1993, he warned that these three evils threatened to sink and destroy the entire country. Here we are, 30, nearly 30 years later, and he said America must deal effectively with these lines of division or face anarchy and revolution. What do we see brewing in the country? I'm almost finished. America is so divided. And you now see in the states, the red states, even California, even places in the northeast, there's a growing sentiment among many Americans within the borders of these states to secede from the Union. A Union which was fragile from the very beginning. Now, if white folks want to separate themselves from their own, why should it be so difficult 
since we are not of their kith and kin, for us to separate from the aliens, from the foreigners, from our captors, should not be so difficult. They want to secede. They want separation. They want the freedom to establish their laws, their way of life as they see fit. That is nothing but intelligence. After the revolution, America fought. But that fight went to the Civil War. And it was a fight of brother against brother. It was the bloodiest of all of America's wars. As one writer put it, the American Revolution was fought not to create a union, but to destroy one. The diversity, the diverse, pardon me, colonies joined together at that time only with great difficulty and only because cooperation was necessary to throw off British rule. Let's take that as a principle very quickly. Isn't it hard for us to get along? Yeah, it is. But a greater cause and what's in our common interest for survival and a future allows for us to put aside our differences, diminish the differences, and accentuate the common goal. Unity is what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said would solve 95% of our problems. If we could only find unity among ourselves long enough to resist the enemy and throw off the oppression that we may establish ourselves and our own institutions, we would be in a better position. So white folks with all of their differences with all of their beefs, if you will, even in their enmity and their hostility and hatred for each other, saw at that time of the revolution, they found common ground to throw off British tyranny and rule. Mm. This writer says, it was not a sure thing that they would prove capable of remaining united. So we have today states that are enacting mandates of their own in defiance to the federal government. And as it was with the Civil War, the problem, condition, and existence of blacks had to be decided. 
Now, when God renders his decision, he weighs a nation on the scales of justice. Like ancient Babylon in Egypt, America has been blessed with a messenger from God. And like Daniel, who was in prison but was the only one to interpret the handwriting on the wall, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is in our midst here in America, but he's in a prison, not of bars, at least not yet. But the plan of the enemy is to arrest our minister, arrest our brother on false charges. Their plan is to crucify him. But in that letter that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan wrote President Bush, George W. Bush in 19, I mean in 2001, he said, I write you from my prison, a prison without bars that has been made for me because of the passion for truth and justice out of which I speak. And the propaganda that makes me appear to many as anti-white, anti-Christian, anti-Semitic, and anti-gay, none of these names accurately describe who I am. I hope that you will open your heart to what I'm writing, notwithstanding the prison from which I am writing. See, the first casualty in this inordinate self-interest, the greed, the lust in this nation, the first casualty, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, is truth. And then the rulers engage in hiding that truth. A truth that would help save the nation from its fall. Satan has misrepresented Louis Farrakhan. Satan has misrepresented represented and misportrayed the man in whom is the solution from God. Beloved brothers and sisters, as we close, after studying the history of the destruction of ancient Babylon, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad wrote under these two kings, we have a very good graphic picture pointing to a future people and country. The words, we could have healed Babylon, but she was not, does not say why she was not healed. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, was there a possible chance for the Babylonians being forgiven because of the evils done to the Jews? the sacking of Jerusalem, the destruction of their temple, and the bringing out from, their, from her temple sacred vessels to be used for sport under Belshazzar's reign, 
Could this crime of the Babylonians be forgiven? And if not forgiven, what does this teach us? I heard the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan talk about and expound on this scripture. These sacred vessels represent the people of God. Look at how we are used today. We dominate professional sports, the NBA, the NFL, the MLB, college of the collegiate ranks. Blacks dominate sports and we still are used by the enemy for entertainment purposes. Run, nigga. Dance, nigga. Sing. Make me laugh. We are more than a sports and entertainment people. We are a brilliant people whose scientific minds help to build civilization on our planet. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, is not the history of ancient Babylon's unforgiven evils a sign that a future enslavement of God's people will not be forgiven, yet there may be a chance as Babylon had, but they will not do that which God desires them to do so that he may pardon them and forgive them and prolong their time. In the book of Jeremiah, it mentions a warning to the people of God to flee out of Babylon did you hear a warning from God to his people to flee out of Babylon? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, could this be referring to the captive Jews in ancient Babylon? If God called the ancient Jews his people, it was for a sign of a future people that he would choose to call his people. You may not know this, brothers and sisters, but black people in America today are called God's chosen people. You don't know the love of God for you and how God is working out our salvation, we could make our deliverance a lot easier. And we could ease our own suffering if we would be willing to accept the will of God, the plan of God, the agenda of God, the program of God given through one of your own, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, the black people of America today are called his chosen people by God himself, chosen by him to build a new government based upon truth, freedom, justice, and equality. What a wonderful invitation from God 
to be a part of the establishment of a government of truth, freedom, justice, and equality. He said this type of government is to live forever and never be removed from the people. And according to Daniel's prophecy of a kingdom of God set up in the last days, the government of which will not be left to the people, but God himself will be the head and the ruler. Mm. But among, in America, are the people of God. Beloved brothers and sisters, the calamities and the plague and the pestilence that's inside of America is only going to increase. Whenever God sends a prophet into the world to bring both guidance and warning in the guidance and in the warning is contained a threat. So when the wicked do not respond as they should, when the wicked do not respond properly to the guidance that is given and the warning that is given to move away from the wrath of God, then the threat becomes their destruction. So in the book of Revelations, the call of God to his people is come out of her, my people. Look at what it says. And be not partakers of her sins and that you not receive of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven and God has remembered her iniquities. And then the angel cries out, Babylon the great has fallen, has fallen. She has become a habitation of devils, a hole for every foul spirit and a cage for every unclean and filthy bird. Look at America. In every city, every town, there is a foul stench coming up from the conduct and the behavior and the lifestyle of the people. Look at the condition of America and you ask yourself the question, does America have a future? And do I have a future in America? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, brothers and sisters, as we close, there is no people to be warned to come out of another people that answers to the description of this warning so clearly as the black man in America. Here the black man is warned to fly out of her and not be partakers of her judgment and her torment. The angel says, so much evil has she done to you. So the book says, reward her, even as she rewarded 
you and double unto her, double according to her works in the cup which she hath filled to her double. Allah God in the person of Master Far Muhammad to whom praise as I do forever said to me that there is nothing that you can do to her in the way of evil that could match the evil that she has already done to us. Come out of her, my people. Come out of her culture of death, her culture of violence. Come out of her way of worship. Come out of her false concept of God. Come out from her institutions. The pestilence of the COVID-19 has shown us that the best way to protect yourself is to keep a measurable distance from the other person. Six feet social distancing. Why are you masked up? So that you do not inhale and take in the virus that could be in the form of droplets when somebody speaks. We got to mask up to protect ourselves from the speech and the evil and the lies and the falsehood that comes out of the mouth of the enemy. God wants us to distance ourselves from the 6,000 year old enemy and establish us on some of this earth that we can call our own. This is the will of God. And to resist God is to suffer the consequences. To resist and be in defiance of his will is to suffer more and more loss. The 69th chapter of the Quran entitled The Sure Truth and it asks the question what will make thee know or realize what the sure truth is Ad and Thamud these were two wicked cities in Arabia they call the calamity a lie so we seize them with a severe wind, they were tormented and brought to naught. Pharaoh is mentioned in that chapter. Hmm? Do we call the calamities that are in America a lie in that we do not want to accept that this is a pestilence from heaven? That the rain, the winds, the snow soon to come, hmm? the hurricanes, 
and soon terrific earthquakes? You call it a lie in that it's not from heaven? Come on now. Some of us who believe or say we believe, do you doubt that what the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said on July 4th, that this COVID-19, it didn't come from Wuhan, it didn't come from Fort Dietrichs, but it is a pestilence from heaven for the iniquity of all the inhabitants of the earth. But God said, come out of her. Be not partakers of her sins and her plagues. Come out from her, my people. If we just make the decision right now, that we're going to take one step in the direction of God. God will take two steps for you, two steps for me, two steps for us, and we will be on a right course from our Lord. These are those who are successful. We can ease the suffering if we just humble ourselves and seek the face of God, meaning seek what pleases God. And in seeking the pleasure of God, in seeking what pleases God, our condition begins to improve instantly when the mind aligns itself with the mind and the will of God. Try it today and watch a measure of peace come into your soul, into your mind, that I'm going to do the Lord's will. Famine and war on the horizon. We don't have to suffer the next phase of the blowing of the trumpet. Next week, we'll talk about the seven last plagues that will bring an end to Satan's world. We hope that you enjoyed what we had to say today. We hope and pray that you will give due consideration to the teachings, the guidance, and the warning of God through the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. This is the time of separation and the time of God's people to del be delivered from the enemy. May Allah bless you. Thank you for joining us this morning as we greet you in peace. Assalamu alaikum.